You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguda, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeu. Happy Saturday, uh, first of all. It was supposed to be my day off. Um, I am working later on. Um, I'm working on commentary for the game between Fulham and Chelsea in the Premier League for VSIN in the United States. So check that out. I'll share the link. Uh, via my uh, Twitter page, a little bit closer to the kickoff time. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, yeah, but the morning at least and, and most of the afternoon was supposed to be my time off. But as always in the Arsenal world, whenever you think you've got it all under control, whenever you think you've got every bit of credible news covered, something else breaks. Something else breaks uh, that causes social media to go into absolute meltdown. It causes a huge frenzy and then... Uh, that means we have to do a podcast on it, of course. Uh, big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat. My God, it's warm in here. I put the heating on too long before I came in here this time. Jeez, let's get the old Arsenal top out. Here we go. Um, hello to everyone in the chat. Hope you're all well. Big hello to the Somerset Gooner. He says, uh, Harry can't have a day off. Good afternoon. Uh, afternoon to Robin. He says, afternoon, Harry. Hope you're well, mate. Big up from Sweden. Uh, Somerset Gunas says smash up the likes as well. Um, let's see what else you guys uh, are saying here uh, with regards to the news. Actually, you know what? First, let's go through it. Let's go through David Ornstein's report uh, so that we can bring those who maybe haven't had a chance to, to read it properly or have a look at it uh, in any great detail just yet uh, can uh, understand exactly what the full picture is. So David Ornstein of The Athletic has reported that Arsenal and Mesut Ozil have reached an agreement in principle to terminate his contract. The 32-year-old is expected to travel this weekend to complete a move to Fenerbahce after a deal has been agreed with the Turkish club. Now, Ozil was scheduled to earn around about £7 million between now and the end of his contract in June. A deal has been reached in principle, however, for an early termination. What do we know about that deal? We don't know anything about that deal. We don't know whether there's a payoff involved. We don't know if there's a payoff that will become in Mesut Ozil's way after uh, a period of time or over the uh, over a, a course of time. We don't exactly know. Uh, but what we do know is that Mesut Ozil was omitted from the club's Premier League and Europa League squads for the first half of the season. And according uh, to Mesut Ozil's camp, he wasn't even told about that until shortly before the last transfer window closed, uh, by which point there wasn't much time for him to, to sort out his future. Um, Apparently, there's no anticipation from either party um, for that Ozil will sort of play or be involved if he was to remain at Arsenal for the rest of the season. And so he is off and he's going to Fenerbahce. Now, he was linked with a move to the MLS uh, a little bit earlier in the window. That was a possibility, we're told. We understand that conversations did take place between Mesut Ozil and uh, representatives uh, or uh, of DC United, uh, who were actually willing to offer Messer uh, the chance to set up his own academy within their stadium and, and various other benefits. They were really desperately trying to lure him over to the States. But uh, Messer Ozil, it looks as though he's following his heart and he's going to go to Istanbul and join the team he supported as a boy, Fenerbahce. Uh, so that is uh, what's happening at the moment. It looks like by Monday, Tuesday, the latest, we'll probably have an official announcement on that. Uh, but David Ornstein has broken that news today. And that is the latest uh, on the future of Mesut Ozil contract, um, which still has, of course, until the end of the season to run, uh, will be terminated after the club and Ozil's camp have reached a mutual agreement. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying in the live chat. Roy says Ozil wasted away at Arsenal. Um, Zod Sinclair says, free at last, free at last, free at last. Arsenal are free of Ozil and he gets to move on where he can be an effective talisman again in Turkey and then maybe America. But I know he loves his second home. Uh, Melon says, uh, happy Saturday, Harry and the chat. 
Wow, big, great news about Ozil. We can finally put an end to at least one topic of division in our fan base. Somerset Guna agrees that it is good news. Uh, Tofa says this guy has not featured all season, but still is the most talked about player at our club. Remarkable, really. Also, no rest for Harry today. The grind continues. Uh, big hello to Patrick, who joins us, uh, to uh, Kaiju, uh, to Emmy, who's joining us from Sydney, uh, to Zod Sinclair. Uh, big hello to Clement, joining us from Indonesia. It's midnight in Sydney, uh, Emmy adds as well. Uh, Junior Gunner says, honestly, buzzing, he's gone. Had about two or three standout seasons in seven years was very talented but can never forget how he ghosted in big games and failed to cut the mustard when we needed him. Good riddance. Kevin Campbell says, Afternoon, Harry. I hope all is well and you and the audience have a superb Saturday. Thank you, Kev. Um, former Arsenal hero, of course, Mr. Kevin Campbell. Uh, get over on the socials and give him a follow for sure. Um, Sobi says he was a hit or miss player since 2017, in my opinion. Should have tied down Alexis instead. But Alexis didn't want to stay. Um, and that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Um, Clement says, Ozil out. Yes, Prince uh, says, hey, Harry, hope you're doing good, fella. Um, thank you. Um, thank you. I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by actually the tone of, of the comments. And, and don't, don't hold back. Keep them coming. I want to know what you guys are feeling about the news that Mesut Ozil's uh, contract is going to be terminated. There's been a mutual agreement found uh, between all the parties. I, I did get to the point where obviously I was glad that there were, a resolution was in sight. I was glad that we'd be able to find um, an outcome that would draw a line under this whole saga. But I, you know, I can't get on board with the kind of celebrations of it. You know, are you celebrating because you think that this is just a situation that got so toxic, caused so much divide and probably had an impact behind the scenes? Or are you celebrating because you think Mesut Ozil's a bad player? Are you celebrating because you're glad that Arsenal are rid of him? I mean, for me, let's cast our minds first of all, and I'll, I'll come to the rest of your comments. Don't worry, so keep them coming. Let's cast our minds back to when Mesut Ozil signed for Arsenal Football Club and the hype and frenzy that was around that. I mean, I was buzzing buzzing at the news that Mesut Ozil uh, was coming to the Emirates Stadium. And if you remember, uh, it, the, the deal bringing him uh, to the Emirates Stadium took place on September 2nd. So the transfer window was uh, was about to close. £42.3 million fee from Real Madrid, um, a World Cup winner. And I think all of us were, were buzzing. We were delighted. We were glad that he was coming in. And I think he made an impact immediately. I think he had a bigger impact over the course of his Arsenal career, barring the last 18 months or so, um, than I think a lot of Arsenal fans are willing to give him credit for. And I think, you know, people have short memories. I think people tend to block out the good when they feel like the bad has, has followed. And, and I think that that is the case uh, with Mesut Ozil. He obviously signed that lucrative contract, the contract that we're now uh, looking for a way of terminating. But that's not Messer's fault, is it? I mean, all of us have jobs. If someone comes knocking on your door and says, I really want you to stay, you're really important to what we're doing here. It's imperative that we keep you. And so we're going to give you a bumper pay rise. Which one out of you guys could honestly hold your hands up and say I wouldn't have taken it it's absolute nonsense every single one of us would have taken it Mesa Ozil was not stealing 350,000 pounds a week Mesa Ozil was given 350,000 pounds a week by our football club and then it was our football club who decided that they didn't want to use him anymore perhaps things went on behind the scenes that we don't really know about and we don't fully understand I'm completely aware of that and I'm completely uh, sort of open-minded to to the fact that that is probably, uh, that has probably got something to do with it. But whatever the reasons for the club making that decision, it was the club that made that decision. And I don't think you should hold that against Mesut Ozil. He, he hasn't played for, for, you know, since the restart, he hasn't played so far this season. 
Is that his fault necessarily? Some would say that maybe he's not showing what he needs to be showing on the training ground. And that's why um, Arsenal have felt that he's not not suited, not the right man. Mikel Arteta said it was for footballing reasons. Um, which, when you consider that now Arsenal's upturn in form has come off the back of him bringing a number 10 into the side, seems a little bit, um, you know, ironic. So there's that. I just, for me, look, I think as I've, as I've already alluded to, it got to a point where a, a line needed to be drawn under the whole thing. And one way or another, there had to be a resolution. I really like Mesut Ozil as a footballer. I would say that he's one of the most naturally gifted footballers we've ever seen at our club. People would disagree. I'm not saying he's the best. Don't start on me. I'm saying in terms of pure ability, the elegance with which he played the game, the vision, the touch. Um, I would say that he's one of the most talented players that has ever played for Arsenal. I, I don't think anybody can can make a good case to say that that is not a fair statement, if I'm honest. You know, you you look at the impact when he arrived at the football club. Of course, Mesut Ozil, as I've just mentioned, joined in September 2013 helped to end Arsenal's nine-year trophy drought. People forget that. Signed in 2013, 2014, we won the FA Cup. 2015, we won the FA Cup. 2017, we won the FA Cup. He wasn't really involved in the FA Cup win last season, but three FA Cups picked up during Mesut Ozil's uh, time in the Arsenal side. So for me, I think he's getting a bit of a, a of, of harsh treatment from sections of our fan base. And I I don't think it's warranted. Look, I think, as I said, it's done now and, and let him move on. And I, I wish him the best of luck and let him go to Turkey. And, and hopefully we start to see or pe- the people there start to see the best of Mesut Ozil again as a footballer and what he can bring to the pitch because he does have the ability to put smiles on people's faces with his football. He's, he's that good. Um, and at a time like this in the world, then, uh, you know, if he can bring joy to some people by playing the game, then uh, playing the game that we all love and, and shining, then great. Good luck to him. I've got no issues. It, it, it's a mixed bag for me. I'm not going to, you know, I can think of, I'm going through games in my mind of where Mesa Ozil just pulled out moments of brilliance, magic. I agree that his form was a little bit up and down. Um, towards the back end of his Arsenal career uh, or the back end of his Arsenal career in terms of when he was playing, I mean. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I think Mesut Ozil delivered some some magical moments at the Emirates, some that I will remember, remember forever. I thought his his partnership with Alexis Sanchez was one of the main reasons we saw the Chilean come to the football club and have such a tremendous impact. And I think if you, if you were to sit down in a room with Alexis Sanchez, I'm sure he would... He would uh, testify to that as well. So I think you can't underestimate the the impact that he had on other players as well. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang linking up with him. We're talking about Alexis Sanchez. You know, there's so many who have benefited from having Mesut Ozil in the side. Even people like Olivier Giroud um, will, will tell you the same thing. So I don't think we should be celebrating the fact that Mesut Ozil is going. That's kind of my point here. You know, I've seen people sort of rejoicing at the news. It's nothing to rejoice about. The reality is this is a sad ending to Mesut Ozil's Arsenal career. This is a player who undoubtedly had the talent. And in the first part of his Arsenal career, with the exception of Alexis Sanchez, we never really uh, built the team around him. We never, In terms of we never really brought in a strong enough supporting cast for Mesut Ozil to to help push this team onto a new level. You know, the supporting cast around him at times was dreadful. Talking about Mes- uh, Olivier Giroud there, didn't he go on a 12-game goal drought uh, when, when Mesut Ozil was playing behind him, which obviously makes Mesut Ozil look bad as well. And ultimately, that's probably what cost us uh, that season. So, you know, y- you you have to think about these things. Arsenal have been in decline as a team for a while. And so to pin it all on Mesut seems unfair when around him he didn't necessarily have the talent uh to to you know push on to those those next levels so that's my kind of take on it I'm not celebrating it I think it's sad I think we could have got so much more out of him 
I think all this training ground attitude business is a load of nonsense. I think it all begun from Unai Emery and Mikel Arteta kind of carried it on, which was strange because initially he brought Mesut back into the side. So I couldn't really understand it. Maybe there were political factors in play here. Maybe things went on behind the scenes that as supporters we're not privy to, but it just feels like a real sad ending uh, to the, the Arsenal career of someone who helped us break our nine-year trophy drought. Uh, was at the club when we picked up four trophies uh, during his, what, seven-year stint at the club. So I'm not saying Mesut Ozil was an Arsenal legend, uh, but I don't think he deserves the stick and the abuse that he's been getting uh, from some of the Arsenal fans on social media. And I'm not talking about you guys here. You know, some of you um, are glad to see the back of him. I'm not glad to see the back of him. I'm glad to see the end of a saga that I think has probably had a negative impact behind the scenes. Um, so, you know, I just, that, that, that's my view on it, but obviously happy to, to read out yours. Let's go back to the live comments, uh, section. First of all, actually, I just want to say a massive thank you. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The chat is constantly updating a massive thank you to Clement. Who's just become a member of our YouTube channel. He's just signed up while we, whilst we're live on air. Clement, thank you so much for your support, mate. Really, really appreciate it. If you are interested in uh, becoming a member of the Chronicles of Aguna channel, which will give you access to extra content as well as some of our uh, membership perks, click on the link in the description. It will take you to our membership page. And from there, you can have a look at the three tiers that are available and decide which, if any of those uh, are best suited to you. So feel free uh, to check that out. And if you do sign up, most importantly, You'll be supporting me to continue uh, growing this channel and continue uh, bringing you top guests and 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 the best insight that we can possibly get, um, as well as kind of living the dream of of just covering the Arsenal, uh, which is amazing. So yeah, uh, please uh, do check that out. Let's go back uh, to the live chat. Uh, Ricardo says, "Stop defending the fraud. Why is?" acknowledging the positive things that Mesut Ozil did for Arsenal Football Club, but also accepting that this thing needed to come to an end, defending anyone. It's not defending anyone. It's saying it as it is, as it is. You know, you every single one of us, and I'm sure including you, Ricardo, when Mesut Ozil put pen to paper on that contract after we just lost Alexis Sanchez, every single Arsenal fan was in celebration. I don't know a single Arsenal fan that wasn't pleased having just watched Alexis Sanchez walk out of the club the way he did, essentially on a free transfer, some stupid swap deal with Manchester United for Henrik Mkhitaryan that didn't work out. Every single Arsenal fan out there was delighted when Mesut signed that contract. But now it's, it's Mesut being a fraud. Now it's now we're not allowed to to remember that. We're not allowed to look back on that. We're not allowed to look back at how we felt at the time because that is the biggest guidance on whether or not that was the right thing. It's, hindsight is great. You know, you can look back at stuff and you can pull apart decisions and you can you have the benefit of seeing what unfolded after. But at the time, all of us thought it was a great idea to sign Mesut Ozil up on that contract. It'd be very hard to find uh, fans at that point that didn't want that to happen. It happened. It didn't work out fine. Since then, it hasn't been great, but that shouldn't wipe out what happened before. And there were positives before. As I've mentioned, the main one being, it played a key part in us ending our nine-year trophy drought. Bad Boy says, I don't forget the good, but you can't ignore the bad, Harry. Um, I'm not ignoring the bad, though. You know, I, as I've said, I'm I'm glad that there's been a resolution. I'm glad a line has been drawn under this whole thing because there has been a lot of bad, particularly since the start of this season. Prior to that, before Messet was was getting involved in, you know, sort of the piss taking on social media, um, before the kind of uh, pay cut scenario and all of that stuff. Actually, I didn't think Messi's performances on the pitch were any worse than a number of other players. But of course, he 
got the brunt of it. SLD Ant says it was politics that terminated this contract. Yeah, look, I think we can all agree. And we can all agree that Mikel Arteta's excuse of footballing reasons. You know, it, it doesn't wash. It doesn't wash with most of us. Arsenal Granny says Ozil is a snake. Used to love him, but he's so self-directed. Thought he deserved special treatment. Aaron says, glad it's sorted. But when he arrived at Arsenal, I never imagined this outcome for him. But it's good for Arsenal going forward. I think we all, I think a lot of us feel like that, mate. And it's a it's a good point. Uh, Carrie Tanninen says contract wasn't his fault, but the way he played and acted was too much. So, yeah, I, look, I agree. Messer's conduct, having been left out of the side uh, and not even registered, wasn't ideal. Um, and it, it, it did at time raise eyebrows. And I did look at it at times and think, Messer, you're letting yourself down here. But how would most top players react to being completely snubbed by the football club who a couple of years prior begged him to stay? Uh, so much so that they threw £350,000 a week on the table. You know, Messer at the time, Arsenal weren't doing too great. Arsenal, you know, not as badly as they are now, but Arsenal were not achieving the heights that they wanted to be. And Messer, albeit with a, a very lucrative offer on the table, committed his future to the football club, unlike Alexis Sanchez, who jumped ship, went to Manchester United, and we all know how that worked out. But Messi committed to the club and then the, it was the club that didn't want to honour that contract in the end. And that's what you have to remember here. Um, that's what you have to remember. And I saw a really good point on Twitter earlier on. Uh, I think it was from Mems. I'm sure lots of you follow Mems, um, where he said, you know, as fans, we've got to think about how we treat some of these players. You know, Messi Ozil, big money signing, high profile player, big contract. And the treatment he's received from some of our fans has been so atrocious, so embarrassing at times that why would any other top players looking at that situation want to join this football club? You know, you've got to think about how we're perceived as a fan base as well before you go off the rails, before you get abusive. You know, people can have their opinions on players. I have my opinions all the time, but I like to think I put them across in a, in a respectful manner at least. And I, at least I try and back them up. It's not me sitting there saying, F this guy, F that guy, get him out now, get him out quickly. He's terrible. Uh, you know, going on their social media accounts and writing vile comments underneath. Because that happens from people that call themselves Arsenal fans. And um, that's why, uh, you know, th th there could be a case that actually people... Uh, People decide to look at this club in the future and think it's not actually the place for them. Junior Gunner says, Harry, he was very talented and did good things, but his application in big games, tough away games was always left wanting. That's why I'm glad he's gone, not because he's a poor player. People will talk about his performances in some of the away games, but Arsenal didn't have the bloody ball. Mr. Ozil's a ball player. What do you want him to do? He's not going to do doggies. He's not going to chase people around, close them down, press them. That's not what Mr. Ozil does. And the reason that Mesut Ozil was unable to grab hold of those games and, you know, uh, sorry, was, uh, yeah, was unable to grab hold of those games was because ultimately the team around him wasn't good enough. Mesut Ozil, when he joined Arsenal, had nothing to prove. He came from the best club in the world, the biggest club in the world in Real Madrid. He'd won the World Cup. As far as I was concerned, Mesut Ozil had zilch to prove. All Mesut Ozil... Uh, needed was the right players around him. And that's not um, Arsene Wenger's fault necessarily. It's not Unai Emery's fault even. It's not even Mikel Arteta's fault. The club's just been run in such a way um, that we were unable to compete and we were unable to bring in the very best players. And ultimately, you know, the best players in the world will have some impact, but they can't, ca well, they're not going to carry you every single week. Messer did really... Um, really impressing his first few seasons for Arsenal, I think anyway. But obviously it, 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 he did start to decline a little bit. I'm not denying that for a second. I just feel like, you know, people who, who have an opinion on his performance levels and feel like maybe at times they weren't quite there. I've got 
time for that. That's a that's a valid opinion to have. What I haven't got time for is just the the vile abuse and the fact that some of you would rather watch Joe Willock run around like an absolute headless chicken, offer us absolutely soddle, and you would rather watch Joe Willock play football than than this guy. That's what I can't get my head around. You know, forget about the politics because that's nothing to do with us. I hate it when politics are brought into football. I can't stand it. This is a sport. It's nothing to do with what governments are doing. It's nothing to do with any of that. This is a sport. And so put the politics aside, put the background stuff that we don't actually know the details of to one side as well, because we're just guessing, we're just speculating. And just focus on the football. And you cannot tell me that Mesut Ozil did not warrant a place at least in that 25-man squad that Mikel Arteta picked, ahead of some of those other absolute donkeys. <laughs> um, Roy Aberdeen says, Ozil often took the blame when the team failed to perform when he's in the team. Not fair. Agreed. Uh, what else have we got? Let's try and pick out. Uh, a few uh, different people's comments. Uh, Method Man says, Harry Emery tried to freeze him out as well. Don't forget that. But he gave in to pressure by the fans. He's a good footballer, but his attitude stinks. You can tell when it's not going his way. Um, Carrie asks, what did he do in the FA Cups more than any other player? Well, no, no, he didn't score hat-tricks in, in, the F- in every round of the FA Cup. You know, that's not the point here. The point here is that he... And Alexis Sanchez elevated Arsenal Football Club to a level again, whereby they were good enough to go on and win trophies. And prior to those two arriving, Ozil first, obviously, Arsenal weren't at that level. Arsenal weren't good enough at the time. So it's not about what he did in in specific football matches. It's about raising the bar at Arsenal Football Club. And nobody can deny that prior to Mesut Ozil and Alexis Sanchez coming in, the bar was lower. They came in, they improved things. They made Arsenal a force again. Arsenal's side who could compete for the uh, for the trophies again. And that, that that's my point. Xander says, uh, Ozil was the spark and the club failed to provide the fuel to ignite the flames. We now need to rebuild the fire. I love the way you've put that, Xander. Really, really uh, well put. Uh, Ray Anderson says, just like Wenger, he was great in his early days, but got bad in the final few years. Uh, Russ Morgan says Arsenal let him down as well. Ozil should be a player which the team is built around. Shoddy recruitment from Arsenal over the years didn't help him. Agreed. And that's all my point is. Um, you know, that is my point. Uh, Bruno says, will you be giving out mods today, Harry? Not yet, mate. Um, I will do it. I, I, I wanted to do it yesterday. I just got really busy with work. Didn't get a chance. And today, um, as you know, is supposed to be my day off um, or my morning off going to work in a couple of hours um so i doubt i'll get a chance to do it before i go but yeah it's something i'm, I'm going to do over the next few days don't worry um martin says harry needless to say all that anti brigade will be saying the same stuff about oba two years from now very good player unfortunately we misused ozil by not surrounding him with the correct players Talawa Shaw says the 3-0 against United and the 3-3 against Liverpool are the games I'll remember him for. Yeah, they were certainly, um, they are certainly uh, two of the games that I'll always remember him for as well. Uh, Martin McDermott says, how many contracts do you think Ozil turned down before signing? Still a big fan of Ozil on and off the pitch. Yeah, let's not forget, you know, the, the great work that Mesut Ozil does from a charity standpoint as well. That gets overlooked as well. Um, you know, people talk about him being... Uh, you know, people talk about him being this selfish character. He doesn't care about anyone. I mean, you only need to Google Mesut Ozil charity work to see uh, just how much of an impact he's made in communities. He's helped uh, unwell children. He's paid for operations. He's uh, made donations. He's done so much in that in that thing. And, and however much you want to try and slate the guy, that cannot be denied. You know, I even had a, a thing on... Um, on here a little while ago have i got have i still got it loaded up on the system if i have i'll show you yeah um here it is so he teamed up with a team uh, with, with a brand called tape design who were making these packages where you could get like the Mesa Ozil branded stuff um and all of the proceeds were going to charity 
and I was contacted by someone who was working on the promotion of this for for Mesa Ozil's team uh, to 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 ask me if I could put this out on one of the podcasts, and we did it. Uh, it's probably a couple of months ago now, uh, but yeah. Uh, this is just one example of the good work that Mesa Ozil uh, and his team have done in the past. Tape design, limited edition gift packs um, with the things that, are, you know, the socks, the tape, the bag, whatever, um, all included. And all of the proceeds of those uh, were going to be paid to charity. So there you go. Um, proof. The proof is there. And I've experienced it firsthand because when they reached out to me, um, you know, they were very clear that it was a charitable thing and they wanted to get some some uh, some sort of traction behind it. And yeah, proof is in the pudding. Harry Land says, did we ever build the right team around him? He never played in front of a world-class central defensive midfielder. Great point. He never played behind a world-class front three. Agreed. And for every Sanchez, there was an inconsistent Theo, Welbs or Giroud. Perfectly put, Harry. Really, uh, really like that. Really agree with it. Um, let's see what else, uh, you've got here in terms of your comment. SLD Ant raises the issue of the pay cut. He says everyone accepted a pay cut, but him, why? So obviously we don't really know what went on, uh, with that. We don't really know why, um, Mesut Ozil felt so strongly about the pay cut thing. What we do know is, is you know, what Messi has said about it. So going by that, um, going by that, he he questioned what the pay cut was going to contribute to. And lo and behold, just what, a month, two months later, Arsenal made a number of redundancies. Arsenal sacked off the Gunnosaurus. So he was actually... I think in the end justified in doing that because the players were pitched to buy the club with this whole idea that if you take this pay cut, nobody will be losing their jobs and you'll be really helping the football club out. Messer probably smelt a bit of a rat there, probably felt that that was not necessarily the, the full story. And, and, you know, at the time, I agree with everybody else in the sense of, well, we should have just done it. Should have just got on with it. But the club stupidly down the line proved him right. So I don't really have an issue with the pay cut thing uh, personally, but I know that was one of the factors that rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. Arsenal granny says, Harry, you're not given any responsibility for the outcome to Ozil. Come on. No, Ozil does have some responsibility. As I've said, um, I don't like the way... Ozil has gone about things in the last few months. I feel like, look, Ozil came out, he he, he spoke out about the treatment of, uh, of of the Muslim people in, in China. The club distanced themselves from that, which they did it for commercial reasons, clearly. But I think they were wrong to do that so quickly. I mean, did they really need to come out and make the statement that they did, you know, they, they obviously put money ahead of everything else. And I, you know, to a degree, I get that because they're a business and they, the business needs to survive. The business needs to, to make money in order to pay, um, you know, all the big salaries that we're, we're constantly talking about and all of that stuff. Um, but that obviously to mess it was a bit of a kick in the balls um, that upset him. And I understand why that upset him. And then there was the whole being left out of the side thing. And then there was the whole being left out of the squad thing. And it just feels like the club thought like, at, you know, the, the club committed in giving him this massive contract, right? So Arsenal begged him to stay. And, and I don't want to hear otherwise because you don't offer someone 350 grand a week unless you are desperate for them to stay. Arsenal were obsessed with the fact that losing both him and Sanchez at the same time would be such a big blow and, and something they couldn't recover from. And that's probably why they went OTT in their offer to Mesut Ozil in their desperation to keep him and to keep their status as one of the big clubs. You know, if the minute you lose two massive players like that, 
on free transfers, you start to look like a bit of a joke. You start to to look as though you're not quite there at the top table with the big boys anymore. And Arsenal were desperate to hang on to that status at that time. And that's why they offered Messi the contract that they did. And, um, you know, it, it feels like given all the changes behind the scenes, the changing hierarchy, the new hierarchy just simply felt that, you know what? We've given this guy this contract now. We can't do anything about it. But what we can do is 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 start to, to force him out so that we can get him off as uh, as soon as possible. And, and with Mesut Ozil leaving Arsenal Football Club now in January of 2021, Arsenal have succeeded in doing that. Maybe they'd have wanted to push him out the door a little bit sooner uh, than they managed, but six months early, they've still done something. They've still achieved something. So that's why I look, I do put some of the blame with Mesut Ozil and I acknowledge that some of his performances weren't always good enough. I also acknowledge that his conduct um, at times during the last 18 months or so has been questionable. It's been une- it's made me feel uneasy. I haven't liked it. Um, but I do feel like this ultimately stems from the club at one point or another deciding that Mesut Ozil is no longer the future and and putting a, a, the wheels in motion to try and eventually get him out the door and to try and get him out the door prior to the expiration of his contract. And it looks as though they've succeeded because they've come to an agreement whereby the contract will be terminated. Um, we don't know what the terms are of that exactly, uh, but you, you'd imagine that, that Mesut would have had to make, would have had to have made some kind of concession to get out of this nightmare at the moment that he's in. And and so if he has had to make some form of concession, then Arsenal have won. Arsenal have, have achieved what they set out to achieve, and that is to save some money uh, on that Mesut Ozil contract one way or the other. Um, So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Maybe they'll have to pay a, a chunk of it up front, but... You know, I'm sure, as I said, Messer would have had to concede somewhere in these negotiations. He's the one that wants to leave now to join Fenerbahce, right? He's the one. Uh, he and Fenerbahce would be would be the two that, um, you know, w- are desperate for him to sort of to, to be freed now. Arsenal, if they can get him out, it's a bonus. But if they can't, then they're still in the same boat that they were previously. So those you know, those two parties, Mesut Ozil and Fenerbahce will be the ones that will be looking to make some kind of concession in order to to get this contract terminated sooner rather than later and allow the player to go out and join um, uh, and join the Turkish club and get away from uh, from Arsenal. Caleb Stewart says, Joe Willock, headless chicken. What happened to being respectful? It's a fair, it's not being disrespectful. Joe Willock runs around the pitch a lot and doesn't do an awful lot with the football. That's my, that's my view. Um, that's my view. Uh, you know, Joe Willock isn't good enough. I've, I've said it for, for a long time. Maybe headless chicken is a little bit strong, but in the heat at the moment, I don't, I, I don't regret saying it um, because ultimately that's what he plays football like most of the time. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Patrick. <laughs> why is Alexis struggling at United? Wenger, Messi, Ozil. So a reporter asks why Alexis was struggling at Man United and Arsene Wenger replied with Messi, Ozil, acknowledging the great partnership that the pair had. Uh, David Marr says Arsenal failed. Ozil needed to build a team around him. Only started to do that right at the end. Can you imagine Messi, Ozil now, right? With Thomas Partey behind him. Imagine Mr. Ozil with Thomas Partey behind him and a firing of Bamiang in front of him and a, and a and a Saka on the right and a Martinelli on the left. That's what you wanted. And, and that's what makes this really frustrating for me because when we finally got the midfielder in that would have perfectly complemented Mr. Ozil, we then, then all of that stuff had, had already gone on and started happening and and ultimately there was no way back. Uh, Zissi says, Ozil was never a guy you would want in the trenches Trenches with you. He he lacks energy, enthusiasm, and generally the effort and work rate required in the premiership. However, by the time he signed his lucrative contract, Arsenal were in noticeable decline. We lacked a quality DM and a centre-back. 
He never had the players around him to bring the breast out of him. Going back to Emery, I'm still baffled at what his tactics and philosophy was. I agree with most of that, but I don't agree with this. This, um, you know, this notion that every single footballer has to run around the pitch, um, and 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 that's the wrong way of putting it. I don't think that work rate is the most important quality in in a football player. I think that you need work rate within your team and there will be players who have a greater work rate than others. And that's how that's what you do when you're trying to find the right balance of a team. You need to make sure you have enough work rate within the group you've got. But you also need to have the creativity within the group you've got. And what we've seen uh, for quite a lot of the time under Mikel Arteta is players who have been picked in the side because they do have a bit more work rate than Mesut Ozil and others. But ultimately, they didn't have that creative spark. And a fat lot of good work rate does if you can't break teams down, if you can't play football um, sophisticatedly, if you can't open teams up, then then what's the point in having that work rate? Mesut Ozil brought something different to the table. He brought that vision. One pass could win you a game. You know, if you look back over Mesut Ozil's highlights, you'll find countless incredible passes that led to goals. You can be Joe Willock and you can run all day. You can cover more distance on the pitch than anybody else. But if that final product isn't there, if you can't play that pass when it matters, it means nothing. And yes, I agree work rate is needed in a football team, but it's needed in a team, not in every specific individual. Um, there's this obsession nowadays that footballers have to press everybody, have to hassle everybody. Actually, weren't you taught growing up that you let the ball do the work? You know, yeah, it's important to have that fitness and to be able to dig in when times get difficult, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not the most important quality in a football player. Um, uh, that's, that's my view. It always has been. Uh, Algerian Gunas, check out the Algerian Gunas. He says, happy this saga is over. We move on. Big up, Harry. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying. Matt G uh, rightly puts uh, points out that uh, there were two other players who also didn't take pay cuts. Exactly. And we haven't seen them uh, get the same uh, sort of grief about it. Ray Anderson says, listen, Harry, it's great that he char- that he works with charities, but footballers aren't remembered by their charities. No, they're not remembered by their charities. But, you know, look at Marcus Rashford right now. Marcus Rashford has done a a great thing. He's essentially strong-armed the UK government into giving kids that receive free school meals um, supplies during this difficult time, during this time they're at home, um, during the summer holidays, etc., etc., Marcus Rashford deserves immense credit for the work he's done because Marcus Rashford has stepped out of his role as a footballer and used his influence, his power, his financial muscle to put campaigns in place that have essentially forced the government into doing something that is right, doing something that is needed. Mesa Ozil does that too. Mesa Ozil helps children. Mesa Ozil pays for people's operations. Mesa Ozil has done over the course of his career, far more charity work than Marcus Rashford. That's not me taking anything away from Marcus Rashford. It's just making the point of how two people who have both stepped out of their roles as footballers, gone above and beyond to help society, are viewed in such a completely different way. That's my point here. Yeah, he's not going to be remembered for his charity work as a footballer, but Marcus Rashford will. And what's the difference? That's that's the point I'm making here. Not taking a single thing away from Rashford. What he's done is excellent. But Mesut Ozil's done a lot of excellent work as well. But we'll just pretend that didn't happen because it's Mesut Ozil. That's what winds me up. Uh, Let's see what else we've got here. And and look, the good thing about this, right? The good thing about this is that... um, Is that... uh, Is that after this saga is all done, we won't have to talk about this because it is a very... uh, divisive topic but it is worth one final farewell uh, podcast dedicated to Mr Ozil. Uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbon says Sir Marcus Rashford please. Yeah why not? Um, you know lots of praise for Rashford in the chat. Zod Sinclair um, 
Yes, Harry, but Marcus Rashford is still effective on an EPL football pitch in 2020, along with being a good, rich person uh, in life. Yeah, he is still effective on the football pitch. How would you... You don't know if Mesut Ozil is because he's not playing. <laughs> uh, Sam Greenwood says, so now we are talking about politics when it suits you, when it is positive, very consistent. No, it's, it's I was asked about the charities. There was a comment in the chat box that brought up the topic of, of Mesut Ozil's charities. And that's why I brought up the Marcus Rashford thing, because it's a fair comparison to make. It's two footballers, as I said, who have stepped outside of their traditional roles as footballers to help society. So we can't, if, if, if you either stick to the football has nothing to do with politics, right? Or you don't praise Marcus. Like, do you see what I mean? Why is politics okay? Or, or why are we allowed to talk about Marcus Rashford's uh, off the field endeavours, but we're not allowed to talk about Mesut Ozil's. That, that's kind of my point here. They're both good things. They're both positive things and they both deserve a lot of credit for that. And I'm just making the point that, you know, people will talk about the negative politics, but they won't. And the negative things that Mesut Ozil does outside of the game, outside of actually on the, the dimensions of a football pitch, but they won't talk about the positive ones. And it's about the perception of the person. That's the problem here. The perception of the person is that is that one is a money-grabbing uh, so-and-so who doesn't give a shit about anybody else but himself. And the other one is, is a superhero in Marcus Rashford. That's my point. They're both actually contributing to society in a huge, huge way. So they deserve the same credit for it. Um let's see uh, what else you guys are saying Harry Land makes a good point we always say footballers should do more for communities but when they do they're often criticised for not focusing on the football madness exactly exactly um, True Guna says Mesa Ozil what a player having him in our team has been amazing ended badly which was a shame the last true world class player at Arsenal is gone wishing Mesa all the best for the future. <laughs> Someone's mentioned in the chat, the assembled says, why don't you talk about George Weah then? Why Why would I talk about George Weah? What relevance does he have today in this conversation? Um, love George Weah, by the way. Uh, absolute legend. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, lots of you commenting on what a good game they, they, this game currently going on between West Brom and Wolves is. I haven't been watching it. I've got to be honest, I, I looked at it and I thought, oh, I'm going to take a break from football this morning. Then this stream came up because of obviously what happened. Um, it would be my luck that the game I decided to, to skip turns out to be an absolute classic. Um, Mike Stacey says, Rashford's one act has outdone all of Ozil's, but both still great for doing what they've done. That's the point. They, they're they both great for doing what they've done. They're both great for using their wealth, their influence, their power uh, to, to do good in the world. And that, that's that's all my point is about this. You know, we're, we're talking about one of them like he's a superhero, rightly so. But then we're talking about someone who's been doing the same thing and, and you know, had an impact, you know, from his own sort of personal wealth in Mesa Ozil as a villain. And, and actually, Marcus Rashford, as great as it is, he's forced the government to put their hands in their pockets and do something. Mr. Ozil's put his hand in his pocket to do something. Again, not for a second taken away from what Marcus Rashford is doing. The government should bloody put their hands in their pockets and they should get it sorted. It's a disgrace that in 2021 we're even having to have this conversation. But, you know, it's just it, it's just the way that people are perceived, isn't it? Um, True Guda says, don't engage with the people who are trying to pick a fight, Harry. Ozil could save uh, 100,000 kids from a burning building and he'd still be the bad guy in their eyes. Tell our sure. Going back to my Willock comment, he says, I just scored a wonder goal with Willock on FIFA, so I don't know what you're talking about, Harry. Well then, that's it. Get him in the side. <laughs> right. That brings me uh, to the end of uh, this live edition of the podcast. It was an impromptu edition. Um, so uh, 
Thank you for all jumping on at really short notice. Uh, thank you to everybody who's going to watch this back later on or listen to it back uh, later on. Make sure that you like uh, the video if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you're interested in our membership proposition, then please click on the link in the description. It will take you to the three tiers uh, of, uh, of membership. You can decide if um, any of those appeal to you. And uh, if so, which one? Uh, thank you to Clement once again, who signed up while we were live on air. Thank you to Omar. Thank you to Tofa. Let me know in the chat where it is you are joining me from. Spam that chat box and I'll give you guys uh, a shout out before I jump off. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's a divisive topic, uh, the, the Mesut Ozil thing. And I think you can you can sit there and you can debate it both ways. Um and you can make some really good points from both sides. It's a topic that we're never all going to completely agree on. Um, I love the fact that we're able to have a debate in the chat box and it's a respectful debate where everybody uh, contributes. Everybody's opinion is is uh, is brought to the front and uh, there is no kind of ill feeling or, or aggression uh, between one another. That's what this channel is all about. So I absolutely love it. Even if we have different opinions, I respect you. Uh, for coming in here and sharing them with us. And I look forward to having more debates in the future. But it feels like in the meantime, uh, or for the time being, the Mesut Ozil debate, we're going to be able to push that under the carpet because Mesut Ozil is very close to joining Fenerbahce. And as I say, it seems like a uh, announcement is imminent. Right, let's uh, give a big shout out to uh, Ray joining us from Jamaica, uh, Sam in Norway, uh, Afterling in Denmark, Robin in Sweden, Talao in Saudi Arabia, Melon in Bristol, Patrick in South Africa, Partey Assassin in Canada, Tofa in DC. He says, now go and enjoy some time off, Harry. Got about an hour and a half before I need to leave for work. So I think I'll go and put my feet up, have a coffee and chill out for a bit. Until next time, take care, stay safe. Cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.